No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we return to the Psalms of David. It's natural to have enemies. Today, we see how we can best deal with them. We hope you'll join us in Psalm 52 on Simply the Bible. Wouldn't it be nice if there were no more wicked people in the world? Well, that day will come when Christ reigns on the earth. But in the meantime, we must learn how to deal with evil people. David gives us insight in Psalms 52 through 54. Psalm 52. To the chief musician, a contemplation of David when Doeg the Edomite went and told Saul and said to him, David has gone to the house of Ahimelech. The story is found in 1 Samuel 21 through 22. King Saul sought to take David's life. David escaped to the priestly city of Nob. Ahimelech the priest was there ministering before the Lord. David told Ahimelech that he was on an errand for the king and asked him if he had any bread to spare for he and his men. Ahimelech said that the only bread he had was the showbread that had been removed from the Lord's presence. But Doeg, the Edomite, the servant of Saul, was there. Later he told Saul that he saw David with Ahimelech, who had inquired of the Lord for him and given him provisions. Saul was furious and gave the order to kill Ahimelech and the priests. So Doeg killed 85 priests and all the inhabitants of the city of Nob, including women, children, and livestock. Only Abiathar, Ahimelech's son, escaped to inform David. This terrible massacre prompted David to write this psalm. Psalm 52. Why do you boast? In evil, O mighty man, the goodness of God endures continually. Your tongue devises destruction like a sharp razor working deceitfully. You love evil more than good, lying rather than speaking righteousness. Selah. Stop and consider it. It's hard to understand why some people would love evil more than good, but that's reality. God endures them and is slow to wrath because... He takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that they would turn and live. But some people sharpen their tongues to do more damage than a sword. They work slander and deceit. They are thorns in the flesh of the righteous, and they can drive us crazy. You love all devouring words, you deceitful tongue. God shall likewise destroy you forever. He shall take you away and pluck you out of your dwelling place and uproot you from the land of the living, Selah. Words are powerful. They can heal or destroy. We toss them around so carelessly, but the wicked use words to devour and destroy their prey. Likewise, God will destroy them. One day they will be plucked out of the land of the living. So the first step in dealing with the wicked is to realize that God will ultimately judge them. You may feel compelled to judge or punish the wicked yourself. Don't. Judgment and vengeance belong to the Lord. God will deal justly with the wicked in His time. 
The righteous also shall see and fear and shall laugh at him, saying, Here is the man who did not make God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. When the righteous see the judgment of the wicked, they fear God. They realize that God is a God of justice and that those who trust in their riches shall not endure. David knew that such a wicked man as Doeg would not last. Even King Saul would not endure, for he had turned from the Lord to do evil. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will praise you forever because you have done it. And in the presence of your saints, I will wait on your name for it is good. What a contrast between Doeg and David, between Saul's dynasty and David's dynasty. David was like a green olive tree in the house of God. Now, olive trees can live as long as 1,500 years, and the average lifespan is 500 years. So a green olive tree would have plenty of good years left. Even before he became king, David saw by faith that God would establish his dynasty. He would trust in God's mercy forever and ever. This is the hope of those who make the Lord their strength. In another psalm, David said, Your gentleness has made me great. And here he says, You have done it. David realized that the blessings he had received were all of grace. Do you? The second step in dealing with the wicked is to recognize that God will be merciful to you. This is the heritage of all those who trust in the Lord. The wicked may seem threatening. They may seem to prosper. But we must not be fearful or envious, for God will protect us and provide for us. Great is his mercy toward those who love him. Now, in Psalm 53, David continues the theme of God's judgment against the wicked. To the chief musician, set to Mahalath, a contemplation of David. Mahalath is thought to be a musical term of unknown meaning. This psalm is almost identical to Psalm 14. It has some minor revisions and the addition of two lines at the end. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and have done abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. Every one of them has turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. Now, Psalm 52 dealt with the deliberate slander, deceit, and harm that wicked people do. Psalm 53 deals with the person who denies the existence of God. David calls him a fool. In Romans 1, the Apostle Paul pretty much does the same thing because he says that ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made, and they can clearly see his invisible qualities. Therefore, they are without excuse when they fail to worship God. Therefore, God gives them over to a dark and confused mind. They are incapable of of doing good. It is amazing what kind of nonsense people will believe when they've rejected the truth. Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread 
and do not call upon God, there they are in great fear where no fear was. For God has scattered the bones of him who encamps against you. You have put them to shame because God has despised them. The third step in dealing with the wicked is to remember that God puts them to shame. He humbles the proud and exalts the humble. The wicked may be boastful now, but the day will come when they will be in great fear. When they see God's judgment, he will scatter the bones of those who harm his people. Oh, that the salvation of Israel would come out of Zion when God brings back the captivity of his people. Let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. I love how David ends this psalm. It is simply a heartfelt cry for the Lord's salvation. David saw a bright future when God would gather his chosen people, Israel, from the lands where they had been held captive. The fourth step in dealing with the wicked is to rejoice in God's deliverance even before it happens. Faith doesn't wait to see the results before rejoicing. Faith rejoices before there are results because faith is based on God's faithfulness to his promises. We can rejoice today in the triumph God will give tomorrow because according to 2 Corinthians 2.14, he always leads us in triumphal procession. We rejoice because the joy of the Lord is our strength. We now come to Psalm 54, to the chief musician with contemplation of David when the Ziphites went and said to Saul, is David not hiding with us? This story is found in 1 Samuel 23. The Ziphites lived in the area of Hebron, about 20 miles south of Jerusalem in the mountains near the Dead Sea. David was hiding out in these strongholds, and the Ziphites informed Saul of his location on two occasions. God had made it clear that David was his anointed king, but the Ziphites paid no attention. They feared King Saul rather than the Lord. Psalm 54, Save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me by your strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors have sought after my life. They have not set God before them. Selah. The Ziphites had betrayed David, but David knew that the Lord would never betray him. They would deliver him to Saul, but the Lord would deliver Saul into David's hand. And yet David would not harm Saul because he refused to lift his hand against the Lord's anointed. The Lord did vindicate David, and Saul was forced to admit that he had played the fool. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in your truth. David did not look to man to help him because man's help was fickle. The Ziphites were proof of that. Therefore, David looked to the Lord to be his helper. How about you? Who do you turn to for help? The government? Family? Friends? Your credit card? David had found the Lord to be his reliable helper. Remember what the author of Hebrews tells us, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear what can man do to me. I will freely sacrifice 
to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good, for he has delivered me out of all my trouble, and my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. David would freely sacrifice to God. Of course, in those days, they offered animal sacrifices. Our atoning sacrifice is Jesus Christ. But we can still offer sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving. The fifth step in dealing with the wicked is to offer the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to God. We are told in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. When we give God thanks in the midst of persecution, betrayal, or insult, it is like nails on the chalkboard to the devil. So remember David's five steps for dealing with the wicked. Realize that God will ultimately judge them. Recognize that God will be merciful to you. Remember that God puts the wicked to shame. He humbles the proud and exalts the humble. Therefore, humble yourself beneath his hand. Rejoice in God's deliverance even before it happens and offer the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to God. Do these things and you will overcome all the devices of the wicked. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see where David experienced the deep heartache of betrayal by a close friend. This pictures the betrayal of Christ. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.